Hello, 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 hi, and welcome to In My World. It is beautiful to share this space and time with you all. I hope wherever this sound meets you, you are happy, calm, at peace, and ready to get into something new with me today. Um, this episode is one that I had in mind a little while ago, and as I'll get into it, like <laughs> I'm currently kind of in the middle of of what I'm going to talk about, so we are going to watch my brain unfold with this. Um, but I'm ready to go. I kind of want to keep the intro short and let's, you know, and dive into the topic. So today the running title is what, okay, going for a rose and getting an Eden. So again, uh, like kind of like gunning for a rose but coming out with an Eden. Right. <clears throat> so what I mean, and what I'm talking about, where I'm going with this, let me just get myself mentally together. <laughs> it has been um, 10 months since I recorded an episode, right? Um, though you won't kind of know that, I guess. So like the last, I'm looking at my archive now, the last episode I recorded was the 1st of January, 2022. The episode before that was the 15th of October, 2021. So it's been a, a while since I have recorded something. And I kind of, I think I made an episode in between, but I'm going to listen back to it after I record this one, but I just didn't think it was really appropriate to share. Um, but we'll see. And this whole year has been something <laughs> of a ride, I will tell you. Hence why I've not really been able to record anything because I've just really just, you know, been experiencing it, I guess. Um, and now I'm finally getting to a point where I can conceptualize my my world a bit, which I need in order to talk about it. But when I was thinking of this topic, I was in a like higher place of clarity. Now I am kind of re-going through or going through the motions still. So it's a little bit more difficult. But all of this to say, what I mean by going for a rose and getting an Eden, I am obviously referring to the main topic of this podcast, which is always like, where am I? My life. So I guess maybe what's better is to give a picture of my last 10 months. <sighs> so, <clears throat> my last 10 months. The beginning of the year, so January, the episode I recorded was actually about evolution. And the title is Evolution is Scurry. And that is very true to form, Evolution is Scurry. But I don't think I was even a quarter prepared for what I was going to experience <laughs> in the beginning of this year, which ultimately has brought me to this place now, and I am ever grateful, but the trenches that I've had to march through to get here 
have been tremendous, tremendous. Um, but nevertheless, as I say, I'm very grateful. So, okay, I recorded that episode on New Year's. Evolution is scary. Clearly had been going through a state of change at that time. Um, because from even the episode before, Healing is Embarrassing, which was recorded um, 15th of October, I was getting some realizations, you know, throughout the journey and like healing. I was going through a point where I was kind of looking at my healing from the outside and uh, the issues that was kind of coming up was around friendship and um, kind of connection to others and accountability, where my accountability lay you know, in how I may have hurt others or contributed to others healing or contributed to things that people would need to heal. And it was it was kind of weird to realize like how much responsibility I had in some of the kind of breakdowns or frustrations I had in friendships at the time. So I recorded an episode about it. Then obviously in January, I kind of was rounding off all that change and I was like, damn, evolution is kind of scary still because there's like a lot of stuff that can come up in your mind or come to the forefront that you was genuinely completely unaware of. Even though you spend a lot of time, like I spend a lot of time consciously living as a human being. So like I'm always consciously on my journey, thinking about what I'm doing, how I fit in the world, um what my relationships are to others am I being a good person am I being balanced am I being fair am I looking after myself am I upholding boundaries I am a very conscious being and yet there is still so many moments that it's like right in your face (laughs) and you're like whoa that's kind of crazy and you have to like think really fast right yeah well all of this to be like January (laughs) that was January 1st January mid-January to the end of January. I even I have a stamp date for it, which is the twenty seventh of January. Oh girl. Girl. What I what I was to encounter was gonna wipe me out. Like absolutely wipe me out. And yeah, it took me ages to recover. So without going into the details, I had a major tower moment in one of my like closest relationships um also don't mind any stomping you hear in the background you know I like to record in my room I have neighbors <laughs> um yeah I went through a major tower moment with a close relationship of mine and it was so incredibly painful that it kind of any wool I had over my eyes any debris that you know needed shaking from past towers any foundations that were Rocky all came splattering down from that day. And my world was rocked. My emotional jaw was spun. Um, yeah, it was insane. And it was, a, you know, like a breakup, but it wasn't like a romantic breakup. It was a platonic breakup, but it was a breakup. And I think anyone who's had friendship breakups can attest that sometimes those breakups are more painful than romantic ones because you are intimately connected to this person in a way that you just aren't with your partner. Neither one, depending on obviously how you are in friendships, is more intense than the other. 
you can have just as important friendships as you do as an important relationship. And yeah, I lost a friendship that was just very, very important to me. And the the way it broke, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember leaving that room that day, that evening. And one thing about me, when I experience emotional trauma, so not pain, not frustration, literal, like, life-changing, going-to-be-in-my-mind type of trauma, like, something that will shape the way I interact with relationships in the future type of trauma or, you know, emotional impact, my body's physiological response is that I, I get tinnitus. I can't hear. So I can't hear and then I can't see. And me and this person, kind of, there was a, an energy going around that was like, mm, I don't know, something's not right, something's not hitting right. And that evening, it just took one sentence (laughs) and it was like a cannonball went straight through my chest. Like, I have had bad friendship breakups before. I have had very cold friendship breakups before where there's like just ghosting, like just no communication, really sad, have to get closure for yourself sort of situations. This was like a cannonball to my chest and... I was ill, (laughs) literally ill with pain and sadness and I had to get up and I like remember coming down the stairs of the building that I was in and I was stumbling down the stairs and like I wasn't even, you know, when you're past the sadness of crying, like I, I couldn't even cry. I was in so much pain. As I said, I couldn't hear or see. I was dizzy and I went downstairs to get some air and to call a cab and I knew that moment was was like a a final uh, kind of chapter for that friendship, but I didn't realize what that was gonna do for my world thereafter. Like if I thought I was in pain in that moment, whoa, the process of grief and understanding and rejigging my world after that. Yeah, that was heavy lifting, hun. That was some heavy, 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 heavy lifting. And I always contribute that day to be the start of my downfall. <laughs> like, I'm on the up now. I, I'm not even on the up. Like, I'm up now, y'all. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Like, it really is. Like, let me put a whole disclaimer on this story. They, they really say, you know, God, divine, takes you to new lows to take you to new highs. And that is, I'm telling you, on Bible, that's what this experience was. So as much as it sounds very like, yo, what? That's horrible. I needed it. I needed it to be where I am now. Okay. And I'm grateful for it. And I have a lot of love for myself for getting through this process. Um, Even though what I've already said and like what I will go on to say is like it was just it was a really hard like (laughs) next few months after that. Anyway, full stop. So, yeah, that day really was the start of my (laughs) downfall. 
I left. I left that building. I went home. I still couldn't think. So I went to a then, a then you know, my, my friend at the time's house. And I remember having to ask him. I was like, am I bugging? Like, am I mad? Did I really just experience that? Like, was that someone... Was that experience as mean as I think it was? Or am I crazy? And true to form, everybody else seemed to agree that no, it was actually really mean. <laughs> it wasn't nice. So like, I'm right to feel how I feel. And so I kind of... Uh, how do I explain it? Like, I, I took it in, but... It kind of hurt more knowing that it was true because, like, I'd rather, in a way, like, when it comes to, like, people or things hurting my feelings or me possibly being wrong and having hurt someone and, and making them hurt me, I would rather, I'd rather it be me at fault, right? That's the people-pleaser thing in me. I don't like it. I'm, I've begun to unlearn it since this year, but the people-pleaser in me was a lot happier in it being... I'm either gaslighting myself or I've done something wrong to deserve how I feel. And in this situation, everyone being like, no, 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 girl, that was unwarranted. And that was like, actually, like you didn't deserve that. I took it in and I was like, great. But then I was like, oh, wow. So someone was really just outright mean to me just now. Like they really did something like to hurt me. Like, you know, I don't I don't know how, how other people take that in, but to sit and think about someone actually making a decision to hurt you, like, <laughs> that is one thing that someone hurts you, and yes, okay, maybe they're, they're angry or they're being, you know, um, bitchy or whatever the words you want to use, and they happen to hurt you, that's one thing, but it's like, in this situation, it felt at the time, as I'm saying again, disclaimer, at the time, it felt like this person did this to hurt me. And it was like, oh, <laughs> ow, wow, 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 that's kind of crazy still. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that when you don't have like a reason? And like, if you had a reason, I give people the space to, or at least I believe I give people the space to tell me, tell me when I've done something wrong. Tell me when I've hurt you. Tell me when I've pissed you off. Tell me when um, I've made you uncomfortable. Tell me when I've gone too far. Tell me when I've not done enough so I can fix it. So it's like when someone then reacts to me or does something to me and you haven't taken up the opportunity to communicate the reason why. It's just like, well, if I did something wrong, then why didn't you say? (laughs) And because you didn't say anything, it's making me feel like you just did this to do this. And if you just did this to do this, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But yeah, it was was a lot, y'all. It was a lot. And like, this was a relationship that was so incredibly important to me, maybe too important to me um, in some aspects. You know, maybe there was a bit of emotional codependency there and that kind of needing to be seen and validated by this person because I looked up to them a lot and I admired their personality and I, I loved sharing time with them and, you know, kind of growing with them and bonding with them. Maybe, like maybe there wasn't an element of an, an unhealthy attachment. So maybe that was life's way of kind of breaking us apart. Um, 
yeah, it was just really hard to kind of experience that breakup that way. And, you know, it also came with a change in income. It came with, you know, like my actual finances. It affected my finances. It affected how I break up my time. Um, yeah, it, it was a, a major relationship. So even my, my social life structure had to change. It rocked my world. It really did. And long story short, I fell into one of the deepest depressions I think I've ever been in in my life. Like, I was a dark teen, you know? And, you know, there were some dark times. But this was like a whole new ballgame. To the point where I was telling people around me as I was going through it, I'm like, I've never experienced this before. I am down bad, guys. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I speak about how I feel quite candidly to my friends, but I don't think I really tell them the extent at the time um, very often. And this year, it was very much so like any phone call, I'm like, I'm down bad. Like, <laughs> I'm not good. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And like I'm laughing I'm laughing yeah not because I'm sadistic (laughs) it's not that or like there's an inner massacrist I have a genuine love and care for me at that time of the year like I'm not laughing to be insensitive to my experience and I'm not laughing to be insensitive to anyone else who may relate to this experience what's making me laugh right now is that in my you know like looking at it from just my life It is just so interesting to see the contrast of then and now and what then really meant now that I'm outside of it, you know? So it's not a laughter of laughing at it. It's kind of laughing with me, the me that is still healing that time and processing like, yo, now I have a whole different perspective because there's a level of, there's a degree of separation between me and the experience. It is just really insane to see like the contrast, but um. Yeah, I was out of it. And after that moment, I there was a, a cycle of <laughs> breaking relationships. Um, very meaningful, very significant relationships. As well as like, you know, achievements that I really cared about. Achievements that were really important to me. And what was the lack of celebration of that from okay it wasn't from some people like for me like it was only from one person but (laughs) that ended up contributing to a breaking down of a friendship somehow on accident um and yeah there was probably about four major losses in the beginning of the year um for all different reasons for you know definitely like only one of them I truly believe was a wow that's their fault they did something and I wasn't with it and I had to step up for myself and I had to walk away the other three or two or three whatever different they're a little bit more organic um and they have their own things but nevertheless I the losses in the beginning of this year just compounded this being down bad And I don't want to go into any details of them because 
as much as I feel like I've processed most of them, they're still like like fifteen percent on a couple. Um yeah, what was I saying? So like, yeah, as much as fuck, what was I saying? <laughs> I had the four major losses. I don't want to go into details of them because I'm still kind of working on a couple of them. Like I'm still trying to like figure them out emotionally for myself. But they, yeah, kind of added to the whole being down bad. And long story short, I think I spent the best part of eight months of this year from January being in deep grief. Because for me, one of the, the two of my biggest fears is loss um, and abandonment. And abandonment, I feel, sits within loss. And I think loss sits within abandonment. They're kind of like twins. Um, And I felt both a lot this year. And the abandonment didn't always go one way. Sometimes the abandonment that I experienced came from me. Me abandoning myself. Because some of the the, uh, troubles or woes came from me abandoning myself. And not thinking about what I needed and what... I cared about so I then wasn't able to look after myself and maybe take steps back when I needed to or say things when I needed to say them or put boundaries in some relationships where they needed to be and through that self-abandonment came you know pain and then came loss you know eventually this year so it's like I kind of put that on me (laughs) situation but this whole beginning of the year was full of loss and abandonment so the grief was griefing um and I came to realize this year that I have never grieved properly before. I have experienced physical loss, like, you know, losing my grandparents, like a number of my grandparents. Um, even this year, I ended up losing a, I can't really call him a friend, but like someone that I met while I was away two years ago and had a really good connection with and stayed talking to and you know, I classed him as a friend I was was yet to fully make when I went back. He ended up passing away this year. And I've really taken it hard. I To the point where it's even surprised myself. And I'm like, yo, how come you care so much about this when you, you only met this person once? And yes, you supported them from afar. But it's kind of crazy that you feel like that um, in such a deep way. But... Yeah, I I didn't realize this until like this year that I've never really grieved properly, even though I've had like more, quote unquote, significant losses. I think I, you know, they say grief has five stages. It's it's something like. Dis denial, anger, bargaining, like numbness, and then acceptance. I think I've only gone into, kind of, denial. And then, like, maybe, like, sadness and then (laughs) acceptance. But not even really that much on the sadness part. It's just really gone straight into, like, maybe a bit of denial. Or, like, denial of real sadness. I kind of link them together. And then just straight into acceptance. And I've always missed the anger and the sort of, like, bargaining. And the the moving between states. Because grief is not linear. It doesn't go one state to the next to the next to the next it bounces back and forth between each step i've never done it until this year and with the breakings of these friendships oh girl Mm, 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 mm. 
life hit me. I felt like I was getting curb stomped <laughs> by the universe, like by life, like in general. Like we had a Mercury retrograde sometime in the middle of all of this, and I was toothless. Toothless. I was grabbed by the scruff of my neck, by my collars, and brutalized this year. <laughs> and you know, like you're already on the floor, you're like just choking and you're you're done. Like you have nothing left, like you're on the last tether of life. It's like life just kept going and going and going and going. And that looked like being in perpetual anger. Like I was angry for months. I was angry for like five months. I'm not an angry person. Um, I might get irritated. I might get frustrated at stuff. But, and you know, I can be like sharp sometimes, I think, with people. Or not with people, but like in like people may have seen more of a sharpness from me or a frustration. But I'm not an angry person. Like no one can say I'm an angry person. And I was angry for five months. The one stage of grief I think I never went into is bargaining because there was no bargaining like, oh, okay, if I do this, I compromise this, then maybe, pardon, sorry, we can move forward or maybe I can understand it like this. No, there was no bargaining. It was, this is how I feel. This is how it is. Ugh. Need to go through my emotions, need to process it because I need to let it go. There wasn't a choice. There wasn't like an option of... Or I want to fix it with these people. Or I want to understand my side. Or understand their side. No. It's too much. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go any further. Um, I'm going to work on wishing them love. I'm going to work on wishing us both well. I'm going to work on genuinely healing my emotions. But to let them go. And to let everything go. To let go of my part. To let go of their part. To let go of everything. Because I do not want anything further. I never did the bargaining part. But I was angry for five months. And then when each of those like losses happened, so like, as I said, about four of them, I had to, they were all staggered, you know, like (laughs) I may be like kind of chilling out with one and then another one sort of erupted and it was like, oh God. And then when I'm in the stage of sadness for one, I'm in the stage of anger for the other, which triggers the anger from the previous one because it's like, damn, wow, I was angry like not that long ago. Now I'm angry again. So then it becomes one big anger. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Um... Never really hit denial either, because it was just like, this is very much so the case. But I think I was like, in my anger being like, is this really happening? That sort of denial. That denial was about. But yeah, guys, I don't know what to say. I I didn't think I was going to make it. <laughs> um, I really didn't think I was going to make it. Um, and I feel like a lot of the things that happened this year, I didn't really share with people in the time while it was happening. Like, even my closest friends, I didn't really share the extent as much, um, other than in the moments that I really couldn't hold it together, which is so rare in my friendships, you know? Like, I, I like to try and be the strong, strongest one. Um, because I know I have a lot of time to process how I feel, whereas other people don't. So I will always like work on my own emotions, like in private, and then try and give more floor and space to other people's emotions, so I can help them. But only in like some phone calls where I'd be like, "Yeah, girl, like I'm really sad. Can I speak to you on the phone?" Or 
I'd be crying and I'm like, yo, can someone come and see me? Or can I can I come and spend five minutes with you because I just I'm not feeling good? Or yeah, you know, like it was only in those moments that it was very explicit, like what was going on in my mind or what was going on in my heart and what I was experiencing. Or I had a day, I remember, that I got an email and I just exploded. Like I exploded. I wanted to fight. Now I'm not a fighter. I don't throw hands. Like if y'all have ever seen me in person, my wrists are the size of a prepubescent teen. I could probably be blown down by the wind. <laughs> I would easily be someone's rag doll, you know, like I'm not a fighter, it's not really my bag. Um I'm very conflict averse. But that day I remember I got an email. I took off my jacket. Like I read the email. I took off my jacket. I put my bag down. And I was getting up to go and start at fisticuffs. Can you imagine? Like I was effing and blinding, literally yelling, like screeching in the street outside with a friend. And I was saying, like, I'm gonna go fight. I'm gonna go fight right now. Like I wanted to put dukes up that is not me that is so not me but if I was given the chance if she didn't calm me down and if I wasn't using all my will all my strength to just stay put enough for the emotion to move through me I would have gone to a fight that day who knows what would have happened to me who knows what would have happened to them because I don't fight but I know what kind of fighter I am I'm a scrappy person I want to keep going. I don't care if I'm like (laughs) in pain or they're messing me up. Like I want to keep going until I'm done. And that's insane. Like karmically, how would I deal with that after? Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want to put myself in an energetic position where I have to be held accountable for beating someone's ass. (laughs) But I was, I was on the, I was on the, the verge, man. I was on the verge and that's when I so knew, like, in that moment, I was like, rah, Jordan is not okay. She's acted up. Why am I crying to my friends on the phone and saying, like, bro, someone needs to come and hang out with me. <laughs> or I'm going to lose it. Or, like, wanting to start fights. You know, like, I, as I said, I was a really dark teen when I was a teenager. But I said some really off the wall shit this year (laughs) about myself that was like yo some you know like I like if if there was any time I needed like people to sit and be with me on like Jordan watch I think this year was the year that people needed to be with me on Jordan watch (laughs) but it's okay my friends that I did speak to and in the moments that I did share how I felt they did support me and they did give me the love that I needed and you know so did my family in the ways that they could as I said I kept a lot to myself so like even the bits that I did share with people felt like it was a lot but I was feeling so much more um but with their love and their time like I'm genuinely here today because I I didn't think I was going to make it to this part of the year at all but yeah the whole of the beginning of the year god this is such a dark intro i'm sorry i haven't recorded for a year guys or for 10 months and 
I didn't want it to be like <laughs> this this heavy and this like sad but I just said to my mom like oh I want to record an episode and she and then I was debating about whether I should do it or not because again I'm kind of in the middle of the process of what I'm talking about so I didn't think I would know how to talk about what I want to talk about and clearly I don't but she said it still might help someone um so you know it still might make someone feel seen it still might make someone relate to themselves better or relate to me better so that's why I'm still trying to talk through this I'm sorry if it's really dark I'm sorry if it's not entertaining or it's not nice to hear or it's uncomfortable um it may seem a bit crazy because obviously I'm like laughing through it but this is also like my life that's why I can laugh through it because I can see all the ins and outs but I'm forgetting that not everyone can so I am I'm <laughs> really sorry if this makes you guys feel weird but this is my world I guess um but yeah all of this to be like the beginning just to give you like a picture of the chaos the absolute chaos for those first eight months it was a mess it was it was horrible and I didn't know if I would see like my birthday I didn't you know, which is in August, which is the eighth month. I didn't know where I was going to be. Like, even if I was here, like, what would I be doing? Who, what would I become? Because I was just shriveling into a little ball. <laughs> but, 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 knowing me being Jordan, um, I work my butt off always to try and heal and understand and grow and, and become the best version of myself so of course I didn't stop even though I was going through a really dark time in fact I needed to you know work a lot harder and the way I worked a lot harder changed it no longer was in trying to put in more routines or put in more structures or to instill more discipline a lot of my recovery in the year came through complete and total surrender it came through taking time to literally just exist um which is kind of reminiscent now that i think about it of my like 2k18 recovery um where i just had to put all the tools down i had to just be silent i had to let the feelings roar and rip and scream um i came to liken my fears or doubts or discomforts to dragons I don't know why I really love dragons don't get me wrong but um I saw them as dragons and whenever I would feel something really like strong or even minor it doesn't matter like I'd feel something that's uncomfortable or pain or um something that needed healing or understanding I envisioned it as a dragon like roaring in front of me um and maybe getting ready like to breathe fire like being scary like on some scary shit basically <laughs> and me just sitting in front of it even if I'm trembling even if I'm crying but if you was in front of a dragon that was doing up madness in your face <laughs> all you can do is sit still right like in hopes of it like chilling out and like leaving you alone or it's gonna eat you like either way you have to sit still um so that is kind of like how I approached facing my fears and that's how I approached like facing these really dark and scary feelings um facing grief um because there was really nothing else I could do 
I have spent the last four years uh, taking up yoga, journaling, um, talking more, um, using tools of divination, having communications and communion with God, with divine, working on my spiritual relationship, attuning myself to my body. I have taken up, you know, more recently somatic healing, which is like the healing of my nervous system, coming to understand the nuances of my body in a physiological way. I've, I've taken on so many different ways of approaching getting better and feeling healthier. And I mean, like not just healthier, literally like in my body, but like spiritually healthier, mentally healthier. But this year, my most helpful tool was truly just surrender. Just be in it. Be in the eye of the storm. Because this storm was like Katrina on on 10. Like, <laughs> it was an emotional Katrina. And yeah, everything was flooded for a really long time. But that sitting in it and just being in it and not doing anything was ultimately what saved so much of me from what could have gone. Um, And even though I did other things, like I did try to like write, I did try to talk and I, I did, you know, made myself leave my house. I still hung out with people. I still did things in this time. Like I was still very social unlike my 2018 like sort of recovery period I was still very social um and stuff but I really spent time with me in a very um active way um because I think as well with like the the knocks I experienced this year were all the same it was all about losing loss <laughs> losing relationships and as I said, my biggest fears in life is loss and abandonment, right? I hate feeling lonely. I hate feeling isolated. And I felt very isolated a lot of the year. I felt very lonely, um, even though there was people around me. So again, this is not to say I didn't have no support. This isn't to say people didn't try and help me out. It's not to say that people weren't successful in doing that. They totally were. I'm super grateful. I love y'all for that. Um, you know, I will always, you know, be, I'm aware of that basically, but I still felt very lonely this year, but that allowed me to spend a lot more intentional time with myself. And that started this sort of gardening. So I feel the the way I describe the beginning of the year to myself and my journal and I will now go on to describe to others which kind of created the title of today's episode was I spent the beginning of the year gardening I went inside me had to see what the hell was going on all the debris that was thrown about from the tornado and immediately you kind of have to start clear up because I had to see if anything was buried under the you know the debris I had to see if what other stuff got damaged and brought to light emotionally and mentally. And so in the immediate cleanup, you have to start like putting stuff away and you still want 
your innards so imagine there's like people living inside like i'm trying to like liken it to like what a tornado or like damage would be like in, in outside life you still want people to be comfortable so in the cleanup inside of myself for my emotions i guess i wanted to make it still habitable inside of me even though i felt like it was very dark and very sad so i started to prune i started to garden clean up all the other emotional shit that had come to the surface and move that out the way and discover new things that needed help and being you know taken to the recovery center which is like my heart or my mind <laughs> and to help rebuild my emotional community inside I started to inner garden um and that was just spending time with myself um not asking myself any questions like what do you like what do you want to do how do you want to recover what do you want it to look like do you want to journal do you want to do this no just spending time with myself was planting seeds all on all on its own and um there wasn't much that was pretty in there but i was aiming for a rose i just wanted one flower i wanted one thing inside me that felt beautiful and crafted and intentional and like I put it there because I wanted it there and that I put it there because I knew it would beautify the space and so I was aiming for a rose and I spent you know in the time that I was going through all the stages and allowing myself to move through the anger through the grief through the sadness through the acceptance through the this through the that it was watering my garden and it was pruning my garden and it was helping sow more seeds. But again, I was only aiming for a rose girl because I was ready to take the vivid. I didn't even have a thought of what more could be produced, you know? I was just thinking, like, I just need one thing to feel good in me. So whether that be my confidence or my ability to feel safe in my own company or my self-love, um on my ability to discern stuff like I was like working on yeah like learning how to discern better physically whether that be being more connected to my you know my body I just wanted a rose one thing one thing that I could look at and be like yeah I did that I did that I spent this time channeling these other emotions and I, I did this thing I grew this thing but what I didn't know in all this surrender in all this time in all this patience in all this love in all this acceptance in all this grieving because as i said like the stuff i already experienced this year was already very hard but as a hurricane does it it brings up other issues you know it doesn't just cause destruction it highlights where there was other weaknesses that previously wouldn't have been known if the hurricane didn't happen so like you know weak infrastructure terrible foundations um you know hit secrets that would never have been revealed unless stuff got completely knocked down which happens like in real life and like it was happening inside of me um all of that was sowing extra seeds like sorry i'm kind of losing trail of what i'm saying <laughs> but i'm trying to keep it on track yeah, like, all of that extra stuff was sowing extra seeds. I had no idea. And, like, being in that patient space and just 
working on my garden and, and watering my rose was contributing to something much larger, much larger. Because as well, like, the focus wasn't on perfecting a particular skill, perfecting journaling, perfecting yoga, perfecting eating well, perfecting this, which is just a distraction. Like, sometimes I think I, when I'm healing, in the past, anyway, I would use, like, a healing technique as a way to distract myself from actually healing. Because I would be focusing all my energy on perfecting a skill, then using the skill as a vessel to feel what I need to feel you know or to process what I need to process it was just like oh I'm very efficient at journaling because I journal every day but am I actually writing what I need to write to process how I feel no I'm still avoiding that but I'm good at the skill though and like this year I didn't use any of the kind of tools as distractions they were aids to my most efficient tool which was just surrender and kind of being in things um and being patient and just allowing everything to take course which is is like gardening you can sow seeds you can water them but you still have to wait you have to wait so much for stuff to grow patience is the main ingredients to gardening um trust is is a main ingredient to gardening because you can give it the right soil you can give it water you can make sure it gets a lot of light but some seeds are just not destined to grow or they're not destined to grow that big or grow in the way that you want them to so you have to trust the process you have to have hope when you're gardening because you just hope for a good result you got to be patient that's how you get a really successful garden and I could have perfected my skills but I would have been, I would have got really lousy scores and actually how I would have felt, you know. So to liken my healing to gardening and to kind of approach my healing this year with gardening, because it was the weight and the pressure of processing all the emotions I was, was just too hefty to kind of try and go hard. Um, I could only have done it in this much softer way. And I ended up with not only a rose but with an Eden and guys this story has a happy ending like (laughs) it really does through me taking all that time like other stuff that I didn't know I think that's what I was saying earlier other stuff that I didn't know was hidden that was also not working or was you know dysfunctional was able to be processed so I had a block for such a long time on my creativity. Um, I didn't feel very creative. I found it quite hard to do things for the sake of doing things. And I'm also quite a mental person. Like, I'm very thought-heavy. I don't really live in my body. I'm not very present. I wasn't very present. Um, Like, in this 3D world, like, head empty. I'm whimsical, but definitely not head empty. They're two different things. Um... And I was able to see all these kind of rocky foundations through the tornado, the main tornado, which was like, I guess, came with the losses, destruction. And that allowed me to unlock things like my creativity and to start doing stuff. So like I started to crochet this year and I learned a new skill, which 
notoriously has always been very like difficult for me because sorry I'm quite tired um it's always been quite difficult for me because I always have such high expectations of myself learning a skill and like I want to be perfect like now (laughs) and I never understood that failure was a part of the process and not the result of a bad process you know what I mean but my brain has just been able to unlock and unlock and unlock. I really needed to be so tightly wound up in the beginning of the year. I needed to really hit a, a new low to bust through this like beautiful like glass ceiling into this where I am now, like this stratosphere where I am now. Crocheting was the first thing that made me look and be like, oh, something's up. Okay, good for you. And then... I started editing. Um, I started um recording videos as well. Because I, I got a camera at Christmas and I didn't really record anything for like the first four months. Then I was, you know, started thinking about that and I was like, oh, something's really up. Because I, I um, went through some more months of like grief and things going weird. Uh, really then picked up the crochet. So I was like, calm. And then I noticed that I was being a bit more social in tandem with it. I was like, ooh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Then I started actually editing and recording videos. I was like, yes, yes, mama, period, per. Like, this is this is what we're into. Um, and it's honestly just been non-stop. It's been non-stop, man. I started thinking about, okay, well, now I don't have a job. What am I going to do? How am I going to spend my time? And I also didn't get the resident. I applied for residency last year um, in 2021, for anyone who didn't know. And it was a residency I really, really wanted. I would have been away and, you know, living my best art art life because I haven't been a practitioner for a long time. Like, I've spent my last four years really supporting other people's artistic career, not really thinking about my own. And I didn't get into the residency I wanted where I would have been able to do that for the first time, but... Um, yeah, later in the year, I started, like, thinking about it again. I was like, okay, am I going to reapply? And it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to reapply to something. Usually I get really, um, what's the word? Discouraged and, like, put down if I don't get things. And just the thought of me wanting to reapply, I was like, Jordan, this is mind-blowing. You, before January, you wouldn't have even thought about doing that. And now since, like, the hardest year of your life, you are actually doing things that you wouldn't have done in the last six years of your life. That is amazing. Um, and then I started to invest in, like, stuff, you know. I started to invest in getting materials and tools for things. You know, I wanted to buy yarn. I I was watching YouTube videos to learn new skills. I started looking after my plants more. Um, and learning about my plants. I've been propagating like crazy, y'all. I'm going to do like... I'd love to do like a plant tour. And introduce all my plants to people. But yeah, like at one point... Because I obviously really believe in energy. I couldn't propagate anything. Especially nothing in my room. Because the energy wasn't right. And it never inspired roots to grow from anything I was trying to propagate. So a lot of my propagations would die. And now, in the latter part of the year, everything I propagate, especially in my room, roots so fast. 
And I know that's also because I speak to my plants and I speak into the water, so I speak positive energy into them. But, like, everything is changing, man. I bought wire to start learning how to make jewellery and, like, metal work. I just bought some pearls two days ago because I want to, like, start getting fancy with it. Um... Yeah, I've been applying to so many, you know, thinking about applying to different things, applying to different things. Y'all, I have an Eden, man. I didn't I didn't just get a rose. I didn't even just get a garden. Like, this is bigger than an orchard. This is an Eden. I feel like I've come right back to the beginning of my journey. Like, I feel like way before, like, I feel like I've come back to, like, when you're born, you're born with everything, you're born with an Eden, and then suddenly you experience, like, stuff kind of knocking about at your inner environment, and starts, like, deforestation, and and new stuff starts to build in there, and, you know, you build a society, aka your mind, which is like a city, and it's very busy, and it's very fast-paced, and then there's a lot of pollution from the mind, which is, like, negative thoughts, or, um, negative affirmations that float around your body that make the rest of the environment ill and toxic um and then you can build some really strong foundations up in there you know what I mean and I was knocking away all of my trees and you know building the equivalents of Westfields and casinos and you know (laughs) all these sorts of capital city capitals and then they started adding borders in there and my inner world my inner Gaia was just suffering man but it took like the true destruction of my world earlier this year and the going through the grieving and the the pain and the destruction to wipe out the old world and come into like a new one. And like I'm getting emotional now as I'm like thinking about it because I've never I haven't really had a discussion where I'm conceptualizing it this wide yet. Um, which is probably why I needed to do this episode divinely. So thank you. Um, higher self for making me do it and my mom but I feel like I have an Eden now and it's just getting like it's still new it's still very new it's not like full full yet but I feel like recently like in the last couple of weeks I've just got an atmosphere like I created like an ecosystem because I was getting all the trees and stuff back like my inner trees and stuff We'd gone way past the rose. We'd gone into a garden, into an orchard, you know, like we've, we've, we've got some great vegetation up in there. Like I'm breathing well. Like I love myself. I see myself. I feel a hell of a lot more confident. I've been able to process the losses in the beginning of the year with so much compassion and understanding from both sides. And I have been able to send most of those people love, not necessarily always physically, like not messaged and been able to have conversation with them but I have been able to send them you know energetically a lot of love and and start the process and gain some closure with some of them um my style is developing like I'm dressing in ways I've always wanted to dress I'm wearing gems on my face I'm drawing on my face I'm painting I'm buying paints I'm having ideas I'm on courses and I'm thinking about new programs. I'm smiling every day. I hold my own hand and I feel like someone is in that hand, you know, like I feel myself. 
I'm talking to people and I'm being me off the rip. Even if I feel like I'm chaotic or I'm loud or I'm too much or I'm this. Fuck that. I don't care. I actually don't care. I am just being myself. Um, because I know myself is unique and wonderful. And, you know, those who are meant to be for me will be. And those who are not won't be. And I truly actually understand that for the first time in my life. And I'm no longer watering myself down. Or even understanding how intuitive I am. And that I can trust how I feel. I can trust what I sense about relationships or connections or conversations or environments and be like you know what if I'm not feeling it it's best if I leave or if I am feeling it it's best if I go with it I can trust my intuition now I have an Eden man and I haven't had that in years that's not just before this January that's like like most of my life I haven't been here I feel like where I was when I was born and even though you you don't really like conceptualize that as a baby obviously but that is what you have. You're at the, the first and most beautiful place of innocence. Um, everything is pure, it's clean, it's vibrant, it's for you. It's abundant, it's replenishing, it's self-sufficient. And I finally feel self-sufficient. I finally feel strong. I feel like the arbors inside are breathing and are tall and are big. And the leaves are just so healthy and they're... I don't know if my inner Eden like has seasons. I don't know if it's like an evergreen situation, like a Amazon. <laughs> I know it is tropical. Like there's like an ecosystem. It's very warm. It's very moist in there. Um, it's very humid, which is all my bag. I love those sorts of environments. Um, but I do think there are some cycles in there, definitely, because I'm a human being. So I do experience cycles anyway. So I guess there must be like inner seasons for my Eden. But nevertheless, I have an inner paradise, man. And it's beautiful in there. And to live with that as my core, because imagine a human being, right? I see human beings as like walking worlds. That's literally the reason why my podcast is called In My World. Like I am a world and then there's like an inside of me which is like another world <laughs> and like everything that happens in my inner world reflects into my outside one like you know this real life this tangible life um but as like a body I kind of feel like an actual like earth I feel like a globe um and inside the world that's inside almost that globe like an inception like a jawbreaker sort of situation it is so healthy and beautiful and to think that that is my core of my earth like instead of the core of the earth being like magma and molten like lava and stuff my core is like another earth that's just like really healthy and happy and inside that earth is like I guess my soul which would be the magma part and then on the outside of the inner earth is like my body like my physical me which is like another earth <laughs> and um the health of my inner earth aka core shines on my outer earth which is like my body which is what radiates through me the way I speak the way I carry myself my confidence the way I articulate myself my skin the way I dress now my expression and then how me now is able to show up in the very physical like 3d world where I meet all of you and I'm recording this podcast in 
can be such a beautiful and positive and vibrant contribution because my inner worlds are so full and vibrant and it's just oh it's a gift it's a gift and it just makes me feel so grateful and like I truly was like aiming for a rose and I got an Eden and it all came from like gardening which was that taking that time being patient having trust um you know, doing all the the bare minimum steps you can, you know, watering yourself, filling your own cup. So, you know, looking after your health, um, you know, everything is different for everyone, but like looking after your health, speaking to people, taking up crafts that you like, um, putting yourself out there for opportunities that will actually allow you to expand or doing none of those things. Some people already do all those things and they need to step back and isolate and hermit, whatever it looks like for you. Filling your cup and watering your garden, all of this has allowed me to go through the breakdown of my earth. <laughs> you know, my I had an inner Armageddon truly in January, like an Armageddon. Y'all are worried about climate change. Y'all are worried about the social political um, status of like the free world. Y'all are looking at the financial crises. And I'm like, this is just an outer example of the like one you know like people's inner worlds being reflected out and that's my opinion that's my opinion by the way um, and it's not a thing of responsibility or blame like yeah if y'all would just look after yourselves then all of these things wouldn't happen it's not from that sort of perspective or that this is people's inability to look after themselves is now creating these uh reverberal effects in the 3d world and it's their inner negativity creating out. it's not that what i'm saying at all but I am saying that everything that happens on the outside is a reflection of the inside. And I think the collective uh, has been suffering for a long time. So the outside is reflecting that. Um, again, not a thing of responsibility. It's just like what it is in my mind. Um, but in me taking time to look after my inner world by, for once, not doing the fucking most, basically and trying to perform tasks to make myself feel better, or to distract myself with tasks or skills to make myself feel better, it was through the trusting, the surrendering, the being patient, the watering my garden, the filling my cup, the kind of aiming for a rose has allowed me to gain a fucking Eden, like, not a garden, an Eden, like, y'all, y'all know the story of, of the Garden of Eden, huh, like, it was the one. It was the everything. It is abundant. It was self-sufficient. That is truly how I feel. That is truly who I am. That is truly where I'm at. And it is the tip. Like, it's the very beginning. As I said, I feel like I've only just got my ecosystem. Like, the humidity is setting in, which means you have to have had, like, I don't understand ecology, by the way. I don't understand, like, plants and stuff enough. So if I've got this wrong... um. I'm not trying to be David Attenborough, I don't actually know, but just from what I'm understanding, it's like, the green has to exist for long enough to start creating, like, and, like, get thick and heavy enough to start creating, like, a microclimate, and through that microclimate of humidity growing under, like, the thickets of the trees, you can create, like, an actual climate, like, it then just becomes a warm and humid place, because there is so much greenery and vegetation in that cycle of, like, oxygen and hydrogen and wetness and heaviness and the place for like 
water vapors to lift and actually like come down is like trapped and it makes like a nice warm place you know that's what i think it is that's what i've only just started to get inside like i've just got my humid ecosystem because of how thick and full and bushy my trees are in, in there um but it means they had to have been going and felt sustained for long enough that we can even have gotten to this place already um because it takes a long time for a climate like to, <laughs> to develop it takes a long time for like a microclimate to develop let alone and the conditions have to be so right for a microclimate to develop but for me to feel like i actually have a climate like a full-on one um means you know i've taken that diligent time to build a wonderful environment and i have really set the conditions right and it was truly just by leaving it alone <laughs> I am just so happy and I know it was born from having just the shittest entrance to this year like the shittest it was guys I will not as I said I have not sugarcoated it it was bad it was bad I cried for days I was in so much pain (laughs) so much pain I was so lonely at times like so lonely oh my god i wanted to end it all like end it end it but i'm here i kept on going i kept on trucking along and i said shit life and death and really ain't that different to me i said that three years ago (laughs) i said that three years ago I really have not felt like life in death is that different to me. Like, I feel like I would experience the same stuff in death as I would in life. So I, as that decision I made in, you know, beginning of 2018 and 2017 of, you know, do I die? Do I live? Make a choice. I kind of hit the same sort of, you know, vibe this year. And I just kept on going because I didn't really see the, the difference between the two. And truly, thank God I did. Um, and thank God I did in a new way. They're not pushing. They're not trying to do too much. They're not trying to perform um, self-healing. They're not trying to perform radical acceptance or radical forgiveness or um, try to put my humility before how I actually felt. Nah, I went through all the ugly. I went through all of the ugly. I didn't try and cover anything up. I ripped every band-aid off possible. I let every band-aid be ripped off of me possible. I confronted fear itself i let the dragons sit in front of me and do up a ruckus i let them do it because you know as i said i didn't feel like whether i get burnt up or you know whether there was a dracaris situation or there wasn't a dracaris situation like burn me up or don't burn me up it was all feeling the same at the time um but in just sitting there in front of them dragons man tending to my woes oh life is sweet (laughs) y'all life is sweet i wake up every day and i'm so grateful to be alive like so grateful i hold myself and i feel a human being in my hands like i look at everything around me and i'm like at one point i wanted every single thing around me on a very literal sense do you know what i mean like i feel like gratitude is like something i would love to talk about further and like the future in another episode um whether that be like on youtube or on the podcast because it's it's a whole thing in itself um 
but my relationship with gratitude has changed so much this year. Do you know what I mean? It's become so simple, but so whole and so wholesome. Like every single thing around you, you have always wanted. Even if you don't want them anymore, even if you didn't want them for very long, even if you don't have the things that you want around you anymore, like they're, they're not in your environment. Everything you've ever like, pardon, you've ever like had around you, you wanted at some point. Like I wanted a new bed from my single bed. I got a double bed. I'm on a double bed right now. I wanted a bottle of water because I'm thirsty. I have a bottle of water right there. I wanted a tin of Vaseline, but I wanted the cocoa butter one because I don't like the original one. So I have a tin of Vaseline there. It's little. It's very simple. It's not like gratitude for those big things that you very specifically like circled out in your mind and was like, I really want this stuff. It's not always about the big stuff. It's about the little stuff. Like, but it's those little, those kind, that kind of gratitude for the little stuff. Really like, yeah, but that's a whole different topic because it's like that finding how to get into a cycle of gratitude I think can be very difficult and was definitely very difficult for me so that's a whole different like topic and I'm only at this place with gratitude now because of all the hurricane kind of fucking everything up and that being a thing that I also needed to look at that's its own topic it kind of didn't come from me gardening but you know I just all of this to just feel like I feel amazing right now because I did go to new lows and I I didn't know what the new highs was going to look like, but I kept going and now I'm at those new highs and it's so worth it. Um, it's just, yeah, going for that rose and getting that Eden has just been so beautiful, even though the journey was crap. <laughs> but in a way, it wasn't crap. It was everything it needed to be and I'm very grateful for it. And I'm very grateful for all four of those characters playing this incredibly important and vital role in my life. And I'm incredibly grateful to them. Like, I'm truly, 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 truly incredibly grateful to them. Um, and not in a snarky way, not in a bitchy way. Like, I genuinely have love for them for that. Because it was the only way I was ever going to learn this lesson. It was the only way that whatever function the breakdown of our friendship has in their life, whatever it was going to do for them, it was the only way it was going to be done for them. So I know it serves a function both ways and has been very important in all of our lives, even if it was just something to gloss over for them. I'm not saying that they have, but I'm saying even if it wasn't as important to them as it was to me, it was something that was meant to not be important to them because they have other things to focus on in their life. And so I'm okay with that now. And like that feels okay and that feels good to me, that everything is equal and everything is balanced. Um... But, you know, how wonderful it is to kind of go through this journey, even though a lot of the times we're like, oh, it's really shit, it's really hard, it's really gross. There is definitely a light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> to be as cliche as possible. Um, I look at myself now and I'm more Jordan than I've ever been in the last, you know, 15 years. Like, I'm seeing parts of myself, I was saying to my mum yesterday, I'm seeing parts of myself that probably I lost when I was like four or five, you know, like early Jordan, like three, four years old Jordan, like stuff that would have bloomed into an adult me if stuff didn't stop it from happening. And now it's like the quirks and the, the way I tell jokes or how I look at life or the ways that baby Jordan would have grown to dress or grown to what she would have grown into watching or how she would have grown into doing makeup. 
those things are coming out now and I'm recognizing it as being early me and it's like wow like I'm getting way more than I even bargained for basically I was just trying to you know in the beginning that rose was kind of symbolic of just becoming like going back to normal and feeling like a good version of me but I got an Eden which was way more than just the version I knew of myself I'm getting all of Jordan I'm getting everything that's existed in this time um, and I'm seeing way more than I, I have seen for years. Parts of me I forgot. Parts of me I didn't even know existed. Parts of me that had laid dormant all of my life and never got a chance to come out and is finally blooming. And I'm like, wow, I'm like that. I'm her. Is that you? Yeah, like I'm having those moments with myself. And it's just really, really nice. Um, and I do definitely attribute that to the beginning of the year being so chaotic and crazy because you do need to experience, you know, some things, some breakdowns, some pains, some frustrations just to get you to like sit. Like, this is my opinion for me, just to get you to sit and just be like, chill out, bro. Just take a second, chill out. Look at yourself. What's going on? Like, what's happening? What's happening? And when you have that moment, things can actually get moving. But um, yeah. <laughs> oh, how i got from a rose to an eden that's this episode how i see myself now uh, is no longer a princess uh but definitely an empress i think i'd always see myself as a princess when i was younger and then i kind of lost that and then i spent all these years trying to get back to seeing myself as the princess that i did but I have truly evolved into an empress now and it is like very gorgeous, <laughs> very gorgeous. I love the way I look, the way I sound, the way I dress, the way I, I go about things. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's all great. And I've made this episode. Um, I don't know what the intentions are, but maybe just for anyone who listens to be like, if you've gone through a weird time, yeah, me too. But it does get better, friend. It really does. And I love you so much. Um, please put in boundaries for yourself. Please stand up for yourself. Please choose you. Please make decisions that fit you and you only. Um, please be more selfish, you know, in the right way. Please take time to garden. Please don't always distract yourself with habits and tactics and skills of distraction that we believe is self-help, but is really just another form of self-harm or, self or self-hindrance. Um, make those tough calls, make those hard decisions, because life is already, for some people, life is already hard. So making even harder decisions, at least for me at that time, was like, well, fuck it, it's already shit out here, so I might as well make these hard decisions that... I believe will, or I know will actually already help me because this is a T uh, when it comes to especially things like connecting to your intuition. When you're in a friendship or a, a relationship or a situation that you know doesn't actually serve you, you know it doesn't serve you. You feel it. You feel it in the discomfort. You feel it in the annoyance. You feel it in the aversion or avoidance that you have to certain things or being around that person or communicating with that person. You feel it in being drained every time you leave their company. You feel it in so many different ways. Listen, rip off the bandaid listen to yourself i know it feels like oh but they haven't really done that much like directly wrong so like why should i feel that way you guys are not serving each other it's not even a thing of like they're not serving you 
Uh, although it might be, you might actually just be in like toxic connections. So like if they're, if they're just outright being horrible to you, like fuck them, leave them. But sometimes a breakdown of a friendship or a relationship doesn't come from it being a fuck you or a fuck you situation. It might just be a like, hey, I can't keep fucking me over <laughs> anymore. And for whatever reason, maybe that other person is fucking themselves over by being in this connection. So we are not serving each other. Listen to your intuition and leave. Bounce. It doesn't have to be forever. It might just be temporary. But even if it is forever, it's better to choose yourself and to make sure you're okay than to stay in situations that don't serve either one of you. And that's actually the most compassionate, most loving thing to do for your friends or your partner or whoever it is or the situation. It's the most loving option because both situations or people get to thrive, you know, rather than continuing to pull each other down, you get to thrive. And if there is pain and there is frustration in that breakup, if there is anger, if there is malice or there was malicious intent, it really helps with the much later down the line forgiveness process. Because you get to see like, oh, okay, this really wasn't a like fault and fault situation. It was just that shit was not meant to keep rocking for much longer. And the only way it was going to break down, the only way we was going to like break up or break apart was for it to break down. Because we're stubborn as human beings. We don't like to end stuff when stuff needs to be ended. We don't have a good relationships with ending um, endings. So sometimes life like makes it have to happen by giving it like a big chop. But you know, do that, do these things for yourself, tend to your garden, um, because the person you will become after, wow, like, I don't need to show anyone who I am, I don't need to tell anyone who I am, I don't need to do stuff for anyone, I don't need to prove anything, I don't even need to share my achievements or the stuff that I have been able to do in these last few months, I don't feel the need to anymore, because I see me and I'm seeing the things I'm doing and I'm just doing them. It's not even a thing of I'm giving myself active validation. Like, well done, Jordan, for doing this. Well done, Jordan, for doing that. I am a lot more than I was before because that is important to speak to myself, like how I would speak to a friend or praise a family member or whatever. But I'm not even having to do that anymore. I'm just enjoying being. I'm being in the thing and I'm feeling the accolades as I'm doing it, you know. So take those steps, you know, garden. <laughs> If that's what whoever is listening to this needed to hear, if that's what this message was meant to do, if that's what the purpose of this episode was, even though I've not really known a structure and I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, well, I do, but you know what I mean? I didn't really know how I was going to do this episode. I hope that it serves as a message for that, uh, for anyone. Um, yeah, I love you very much. Um, you know, I'm sending you so much encouragement and fire and heat for your your version of this and yeah new lows to new highs man new lows to new highs the person you will emerge as is so beautiful I truly feel like I have come back circled back everything in life is cyclical and I feel like I've truly come back to the beginning and I'm at I've been like rebirthed and I'm reborn and my inner world is so beautiful and that is now reflecting in my outer world so much and it's worth it, it really is worth it, so from my world (laughs) to yours, I love you, have a wonderful, wonderful time, whatever time of the day it is when you listen to this, whatever time of the year it is when you listen to this, whatever time it is in your journey, you know, Jordan sees you, Jordan hears you, Jordan gets, gets the, gets it, you know, gets some of it, 
Jordan is willing to at least sympathize or empathize with it if she doesn't get it. But you are a wonderful addition to this world and uh, keep going. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know how to end these things anymore. I love you. This has been in my world. Um, yeah, see you next time. <laughs>